Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore? Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. Hello, Working in Yoga friends. It's Rebecca. And this week, I have the lovely and super business savvy Dr. Lisa Holland on the podcast. She and I talk all things business and yoga, especially what it is to embrace the idea that we as yoga professionals are running businesses. So there's so many times where Lisa makes me laugh, makes me think, and I I bet that it's going to be the same for you too. So take a listen and I'll see you on the other side. So welcome. This week, I have Dr. Lisa Holland on the podcast, and she's amazing. She's so smart about business. And so I've asked her on, we are going to talk about the yoga industry and what happens post-COVID. So Lisa, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Thank you, Rebecca, for having me. I'm so honored for you to think about me, especially as you launch this. And it's, it, it is an important conversation and you being walking the walk of right alongside, not necessarily 15, you know, feet ahead, everybody I think is going to be, is, is beautiful. I am a very long time. Uh, it's now 26 years. Uh, if you count my affiliation during school that we were kind of practice as we go, uh, since 1993, been in, in the health space versus an athletic trainer and as a physical therapist. Then I started bringing in mind body with my own use of yoga seeing how that could bring in the psychology or, you know, the mental stuff. I always knew there was a mind-body connection and I pretty much rode that train and developed my own yoga training system, the Belly Guru Yoga Training System in-house. Trained people was one of the first to kind of go rogue and make one of the, I, I really do think I was one of the first boutique medical rehab, if not the only first one in the state of North Carolina what was a hundred percent cash base, like, you know, even before some of these people that are like talking a big talk were even in school, PT school yet. And it really was out of necessity of me just wanting to create my lifestyle. And so I hit the ground running and took a New York state of mind down into, you know, South North Carolina. And I, and I hit a lot of resistance and learned a lot of mistakes and 
started way too big because I just didn't have the mentors. You know, I wish, I wish I had the mentality of my 30 year old self. Now I'm 47, you know, like at this space where we have this online community. Um, And so I, I started moving into a conversation of rebranding myself, re-embracing my feminine. I, I realized, you know, even though I was helping women for a number of years, I still was hitting my own resistance. And from being the belly guru, I became Dr. Lisa around 2016, 17. And I started realizing uh, very the start of, of yoga therapists such as yourself being like, hey, how do you, at first it was my PT peers, the physical therapy peers who were, how did you bring yoga in? And how did, you know, they want to kind of like increase some of their wellness services. And now with uh, the emergence of the International Association of Yoga Therapist Certification and all of that, we actually have people who are coming in straightforward yoga therapy, just giving them a lot of advice of like how to do that. And then one day I just realized, you know what? I should get paid for some of this, um, you know, know, like examples or, you know, but you know, my work and my, my, my entrepreneur focus has always been in that uh, mompreneur space, the micro practice, you know, I wanted to make as much money as I could between the hours of eight and two. You know, I wanted to make it work within my kids. It's it's not the six, six, seven, eight figure uh, business conversation per se to, to just launch. I love to launch people and get them into their ideas and their operations and their systems. And so I grew the Goddess Wisdom Mastermind for that conversation, particularly wanting to stay in women's health. And I just think their control of their career to not be necessarily about money because I think women move into their callings and, and we're called to that's, that's yes. our gift. You know, yes. the feminine forces gift is to play this role of medicine woman alongside the medicine women who have been sort of hidden into places of authority and domination and things like that. Um, the nurses have always been in the hierarchy under the doctors, you know, even as we've gotten yep. women physicians, it's, it's still a guy's game across a lot of corporate and academics and, you know, healthcare and things like that. So from there, birth the mind body brand Academy, and we're going into our eighth session. So I'm excited about that. And I have some more ideas about with after this pandemic, just expanding that networking for that. Yes. Small, you know, woman on her own sort of starting that business when she first has to hire, you know, get, get her going so that we can, um, take a space in the work that we do in the medicine that we have, get comfortable with coming on stage, you know, all that initial stuff, all these, how to have this big business doesn't matter if you don't feel good in your own skin. It's the same thing as in yoga. Yes. Um, you know, if you, if you cannot, if you're only doing a pose and you're really not present in your exec in the execution of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that was the same conversation I was having for healthcare even in sports medicine and then moving it into women's health and then moving that into pregnancy care specifically and then birthing people's businesses with them or their personal brand for them to have a business. It really feels like the same yoga conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what I do now. I have a online learning center and, you know, ideas to just move with it. That's the advantage we were just speaking beforehand is when you are small your advantage, like Davy and Goliath, you can see things trending and you can pivot. You can keep your team of like 10 people and under, or even six people and under, or two people and, and, and change your whole 
ability to, you know, still do what you love to do. So that's who I am in the conversation right now in terms of business. I think you're offering something really important in the yoga space too. What I love is that you're unapologetically for women and me too, because partially guess who's in yoga? Like 85% of the facilitators and students are women. Now we don't tend to hold the money or the power or the clout in the industry, but we certainly are the people out there doing the work. And so I wanted you to come on and talk a little bit about COVID and how we women, business owners, yoga teachers, yoga therapists, I know you talk a lot about yoga therapists and that probably is a whole other like 10 hour long podcast (laughs) about how yoga therapists can start effectively marketing their businesses. But let's talk post COVID. Like what are your strategies for these women business owners going forward? Well, I, you know, I think we have to just understand, um, will we ever really be 100% post COVID? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like we have to stop thinking that, well, when I really get to post COVID, you know, when, when, when we really, when we're really, you know, it's this way now. So I'm not going to go in all, you know, I'm not going to go all in. I mean, same thing as like, I had a side hustle. Like, I don't care if you only want to work three hours a week, you got to, it's, 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 it's a hustle or it's not, you know, like it's, it's, it's your business or it's not. So that's really where I think we have to go with this conversation of look, you're in thinking uh, it's an age where if you have an entrepreneur mindset, you're at an advantage. Yes. If you are only in a small business mindset, if you are selling yourself as a commodity, uh, riding the coattails of, you know, so-and-so certification that you're certified in, you're going to have a hard time um, because of what people have gone through, through this process. It's been in a in a really blessed way, in my perspective, uh, I feel like it's never been more of an open door to what yoga professionals want to be doing and speaking to. But if you've been selling what people just wanted in terms of a fitness workout or riding somebody else's coattails who is also pivoting now and you're sort of disoriented because so-and-so is selling things a different way or, by the way, they may actually want to grab back their audiences that they've drained out through all the other people because Mm -hmm. they're hurting too – it, you know, it really is a, a matter of it's not about survival, it's about thrival. And, and you got to know yourself, like you got to really, I think what this is going to do, which may be scary to some people, and that's quite okay. It's going to really separate the people who were selling yoga and the people who were selling something that was on the marketing of yoga. Uh, and, and it is, it, hopefully it allows us to really understand who the, who the real yoga educators are. Yes. In whatever rank and who the people were who were doing the latest trend or the latest way to add to really what was just really just still physical fitness or really just still mental yeah. health or really just still these other things. It's going to differentiate who's actually able to integrate into modern times. Um, because as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, I've been talking a lot about Tantra off the mat because I'm like, oh my God, this is about relationship. And I, I, I'm all into, yeah, the feminine and masculine divine sort of finding, I think we're past the equality conversation and getting into equity, equity. I see the same thing here 
I think we really, as yoga professionals, need to move on saying, how could I bring me, right? Like, how could I bring me to the stage and I happen to have this conversation? It's just going to be a, you can't hide anymore and still want to be doing this because all those commoditization people it's just going to get lower and lower in the money. You know what yes. I mean? Like it's, it, you might be able to still do it, but in terms of being able to thrive off of that and move from that survival mentality, welcome to the world of business. I mean, it really yes. is. You, you have to be in business now in business, not in charity, yes. not in, um, I'm applauding y'all. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, like if you want to be a 503 C, if you want to be a, if you want to be a charity, yeah. then you need to, make your business a charity, go get the tax incentives because, you know, I mean, I, so I spoke actually at CITAR, the IYT's conference last month, and I was speaking about the 501c3 that I run. And you know what I ended up talking about the entire time was money and pricing Mm -hmm. and business, (laughs) because really I do think, especially new folks who are coming into the yoga industry, understand that there is a huge opportunity in front of us. I keep saying this. I mean, like, from all statistical standpoints, we've shrunk between 20 and 30%. That's a big vacuum. And somebody's going to fill that. Hey, ladies, it should be you. You should be running your businesses to help make money so that you can thrive. Like Lisa says, like, you have to be thinking about thriving and running a business. Like, this is so important. Yeah. And I think it feels selfish for some people, but in the same way, mothers feel selfish for taking self-care time. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Or wives feel selfish for being like, no, I understand that, you know, uh, you're working hard or whatever, but like this new kid, you need to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and take care of the kid too. Like it's, it's that same sort of dysfunctional self-awareness that we don't understand. We are giving away our power. So I know this isn't a conversation just around women, but I'll say it more as like a conscious human sort of conversation. You cannot be fighting for rights and freedoms and independence and then also saying, but I'm giving away my, my right to choose because you don't want to take the responsibility and the accountability and the consistency that it requires to, you know, succeed whether it's yes. be in whatever you're doing and i think that's really what we're seeing is that it's it's hard sometimes to be on a, a spiritual path and then also realize that you are here in a modern time yes yes it is i find it's very uncomfortable for so many yoga folks to have a conversation about money and value and we have a lot of interesting sort of dogma around money and price and value and worth that I think I really, I love seeing people like you come and unpack that because I mean, it's one of the things that drives me crazy is that people say, charge what you're worth. And I'll say, great, but you're invaluable. So how about we talk about charge what your market will bear as long as your expertise and skill set aligns with that? Like, let's, and we don't outcomes yes yes and it's like a self-analysis like what do you think you're good what do you think you're going to particularly bring to them and that's what i would suggest to anybody listening to this is it's a it literally is a brave new world 
we really don't know what's going to go on. We can listen to financial analysts up the wazoo. We can listen to all of our gurus we loved before. Nobody knows except if, if there is a great yes. conspiracy, if there is some elite <laughs> of the elite in charge of all this, like yes. kudos to them, right? What an organized show. <laughs> and, and, and so like, what are you going to do? You still have to do something. You still yes. have to function in the Truman Show or, or decide that you're going to roll up in a ball and be done with it. Um, yeah. I think even the idea of these survivalist type of people who are like, look, stuff's going to go down. The grid's going to go down. You got to be out in the wilderness. I don't think going to that utopian living out that's necessarily the answer either, because there's going to be a whole bunch of people who have to still figure out what are we going to do? And I sit here thinking, gosh, I mean, it's no better time to be a yoga professional, like, you know, like a a trained yogi type of like you have to be walking this walk. I think if you if you are walking this walk, truly, it's kind of easy to realize where the yoga is happening and the different types of it and, and where you can have a conversation. Cause it really is life force study of life force study of self. And, and that's really yep. what we're being presented with right now. Like you are, are you into this yoga? Do you believe in it or not? Yeah. Now's the time. I mean, I've been in this 20 years, so you've had a whole varied profession doing so many different amazing wellness things. I've been in yoga 20 years now and I keep saying to yoga teachers who are coming to me as a studio owner saying, what do I do now? And I'm like, oh man, if I was an independent contractor yoga teacher, I would be sprinting right now. Now is the time, like figure out online, figure out who you are, figure out who you want to talk to. Like there's been no better time for us. And I think yoga therapists too, like what an opportunity for us to come in and step up and show people what we have. Just, just make it up. Like, yeah. like here's, instead <laughs> yes. of being like, I was just having a conversation with a woman who is in the uh, world of um, lending for like from, yeah. from banks for certain mm-hmm. projects. She happens to be a lot with contractors and this and that, but like, I talk to her and we can have a conversation. And, and when I'm speaking to her about what's going on in like the corporate world and the leaders over there, you know, people who are like, let's say, hanging out on LinkedIn and things like that, who seem like, no, I'm listening and I'm like, holy cow, I could go in with a conversation just from understanding people, right? And self-reflect. It's all the same conversation. If, if If I wanted to, I don't need to have a degree in organizational leadership, yeah. to go in and realize there's an aspect of executive leadership and an organizational leadership between people in team building yes. in yoga. Again, if you truly did study yoga, you didn't just study asana and sequencing. That's the problem we're having here. Like I could literally, like if I'm okay with not setting RYT on my shirt every time or having to have that come out of my mouth, I could literally look at my skill set from, you know, whatever. And, and, and I can, and then the cherry on the top is not only am I going to come into your business and help you stop losing all of these people from the great resignation and create a culture of unity here, Yes. Conversation people, you know, uh, help you with the people who are undergoing great pains or people who have been disconnected or in some way reconnect or people who are sick or whatever for your bottom line in healthcare costs. 
but I am going to literally be able to give some, you know, whatever, a five week program for them to get to learn themselves. Um, yes. You know, through breathing. I mean, I just gave somebody a business idea if you want it, you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so much, if you would just look at the yoga. Oh, by the way, and I'll add to Lisa's business idea. If there's anybody out there who can do that in both English and Spanish, you will be able to do this for the rest of your life because, oh my gosh, we desperately need bilingual yoga teachers and yoga professionals Mm. in ways. I mean, my nonprofit, we see this all the time. We have people who want to come in who who want to learn yoga, who want to learn mindfulness and frankly are not skilled enough as English speakers yet to be able to really understand what they're saying. If there are folks out there who are bilingual, now is also the time for you. Please like send me an email. <laughs> send Lisa an email. Yeah, like, yeah. No, that's, that's a really good point, Rebecca. And I, I love that part about you. And when I hear you sort of speak to these tangents of, uh, lesser served communities again. Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe you don't know Spanish here would be a great time. If you're sitting there being like, I don't know, nobody's coming to my zoom calls or whatever. If nobody showed up and you're really getting frustrated, go intensely six months, six weeks, go study Spanish. Yes. Go study Spanish, get, get conversational Spanish down or whatever, figure out a way to teach whatever you want to teach one class, start with one class. But I'm just yes. saying, like, you can literally recre- take what Rebecca said if your heart's really into it. And that's what I mean about having an entrepreneur mind versus just a small business mind. You don't have to have it already established. Yeah. And the fact that everything's crumbling down right now is it, it, it feels to me the way it must have felt for my grandparents coming in boats, you know, depression era, leaving, I had one grandfather leave Cuba under Castro. They stole his land or whatever. He comes in a boat young, you know, just this, this feeling of like, I don't know what's going to go on here, but it's got to be better than what was. I feel like we're like that. There's just so many people that are so scared of not doing and following what was somebody told them what to do that they're not feeling that excitement. Yes. You've made really such a good analogy. I also, so I tell kids who are like 18, 19, 20 years old, like you've just graduated high school, you've just graduated college. And there's that pause in between the learning and the real life, like your childhood's crumbling, but your adulthood is before Mm -hmm. you. And it's scary, but also exciting. I kind of feel like we're in that in yoga too, because it is scary. A lot of how everything always worked isn't going to work anymore. Just shoving people into classes in a small space isn't going to work anymore because we may never get that back. I mean, the frank truth is we may never get that back. Or at least not consistently, or at least not necessarily across everyone where everybody lives for it to be the standard. Right. So even if you're in the business of selling that, you have a program and you're selling, you know, how to teach group yoga, uh, goat yoga, Right. <laughs> we, may, we may, that may have been wonderful for a phase. And, and I agree with you, you know, maybe what we saw in yoga was the emergence of us, you know, moving into adolescence in the profession yeah. and, and, and tiptoeing into like, like you said, that perfect time between like college and the real world, maybe where we're getting more professionals with yes. levels with, you know, certifications and stuff like that. But were we really adulting? in this conversation, in this modern world. 
Or were we still saying, go off on a retreat, go off to India for six months, go in an ashram. That's where you really, that's, we have to learn how to modernize yoga. And I'm not saying to appropriate it or change, but at some point too, in that conversation, if we are going into a global unity, if this is the transition into a global unity, however ugly and hard it is, just like going through puberty with your skin breakouts and going through menopause with your hot flashes, part of the process of the shift, then at some point we need to, we're gonna be uncomfortable and we're gonna have to accept on the other side, it doesn't look like segmented the way it was. It doesn't look, it, it, it is, it is, it is going to have to be whatever it is to get the accomplishment done. Um, there may be people that are genuinely trying. I think that's what holds people back now, right? Like, I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to be accused of appropriation. I don't want to sure. be accused of, I get that. But it's going to just pull up your panties and, and whatever. <laughs> because at some point, somebody's got to be, I mean... You may, you may get a lot of crap. I mean, you may get a lot of pushback, but like if you genuinely are thinking you're going to help, help people get connected and embodied in themselves, help them be healing the human conditions that have gotten us to a point of such dysfunction where we're like, yeah. I mean, we are, this is, we don't have to be here on earth. The earth was here before human beings. The earth will be here after human beings. I mean, yeah. we can ship ourselves off to space all we want, but we're not all getting in that rocket. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's the second space reference in a conversation I've had today is the billionaires fight to get out into space one at a time. It's yes. I think it's so smart how you've said like, this is an exciting time. This is a great time for you to own your business and own the fact that what we're doing is a business. I mean, we have like, I shed a ton of tears over COVID and I've had so many guests on already who have talked about like, it was hard to learn 10,000 new things over the last 15 months. Yes, it was hard. It was, yes, it was hard for us to learn all those new skills, to shift online, to get great websites, to figure out how to monetize online versus how to monetize in life or in real life. Like, yes, that was hard, but, and we just got good at it. Don't set it down. Yeah, and, and you may not even be good at it, but you still got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like yes. I was not good at parenting. I don't even know if I'm good at parenting now. And I'm like at the <laughs> phase where they're going to be going more on their own. And I don't know. I mean, you look at the, you wait for the outcomes, right? Yes. And you're like, then you're like, ooh, I would I'll hopefully advise my children not to do that with the grandchildren if I right. haven't. Like, it's yeah. just, that's just the way it is with business. And I think people, uh, I don't feel... It was that way for me coming out in my 20s and even my 30s and, and the mentality. I know people talk about different generations or this, that, but I do feel that at some point after me, like with my younger brother, I always say he's right in that millennial. He's, he's different than me. He's 11 years younger. He grew up different. You know, he, he was in a really different world with that gap and he hesitates more than me about things that yeah. wouldn't bother me and it might have been my parenting and it might have been just the way the world was I mean I was born in 72 literally women in my women's conversations like a lot of them weren't even able to go get a, a, a checking account like right. I, what I've seen so yes. my view of like 
take the opportunity. I get it's going to be different. But on the other hand, it's like, you're going to make mistakes. Yes. Like you it's have not to be willing pretty. to screw up. You, when you look at your videos in three years from the ones you did now, you're going to be like cringing and be like, uh, but if you're waiting for it to get perfect now before you try it, then where are you going to hear the feedback? And I would, again, yes. challenge a lot of your listeners. Are you living your yoga? Are you telling people to show up raw and, and to see their stuff come up and talk in dark nights and saying all this light workers, this kind of, but then when you have to walk the dark night, when you start seeing the stuff come up, you're like, oh, I just want to be the bright, happy, you know, whatever. Right. Then you, I would challenge to say, need some yoga mentorship. Yeah. Now, yes, there's lots of good mentors out there now too. And there's lots of great business mentors out there. So I feel like also now is the time to find really smart business mentors. They if, might not be in yoga. Like and they might not be. Mine aren't. My business mentors are not in yoga. Yeah. They're in tech. Yep. And they run an amazing mentorship program and I run my entire online platform through them and I love them. But find business people, people who understand what it is to run a business and as far as like marrying business and yoga together, hey, screw it up with me. Like I'm out here running a business. I run a for-profit. I run a non-profit. Screw it up with me. Let's let's mess it up together. But the goal is the outcome on the other side is that we have a better industry than we did right. in 2019. Right. Somebody will look at that and be like, oh my God, that's where they went off or whatever. And that's better for the longevity because again, yes. we have to be like, are we in this for the short game or are we in this for the long game? Yes. Are you planting a tree now so that you can sit under the shade or are you planting the tree because two generations that down the road are going to benefit from that tree? Yes. And that is, that is a test. I don't think you necessarily need to live horribly and be in pain and not able to take care of yourself through the process of making it better for the next generation or the, ne or the next Agreed. generation. Um, but I, I, I do think that, yeah, some people aren't going to get the same accolades. Some people are not going to get the same and that's part of their story. But do you feel okay with that? Yeah. Because if you do truly feel okay with this, not being your monetary thing and living very, you know, sparsely and, and, and not necessarily, if you feel you're taking care of your health enough, you don't need to go to a medical care and all these other things, good power to okay. you. It's just not a realistic view of what we can do in the world for the majority of people who are not as spiritually developed or inclined sure. as you. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I have one final question for you. And that is, do you have a good business self-care tip for our yoga folks out there? Business self-care. Are you asking that in terms of, or thinking that in terms of like the health of the business? Being yes. It? Okay. Yes. I would say initially... Uh, and I, I, I diverted off this, but when I first opened up Belly Guru and I'm looking at it now as I start my second company stuff, you need to structure the business. Like you, it's not, I'm going to go teach yoga. Like that's freelance work. And I'm not saying that doesn't bring you money, but a freelancer, like even your whole setup and structure, if you're not an LLC, you're not even protected as a separate entity as so like literally those business plans are going to, you know, the, what it was the small business organization type SBA. of things yep. that will help yep. you. you know? 
I mean, that's a step I think as we're working in other people's businesses, we don't get to necessarily see that they may be utilizing. And then we say, oh, I'll just open up my own studio or I'll just open up online my own. It really is a, if you, if you want to run business, which by the way means you're moving money. I don't think people understand that being in business doesn't mean I take taxes and I'm a, I have a title. It literally means I'm moving money. So even if you are selling something, but you're not moving money back and forth uh, in a way that's that's profitable, then you yes. really don't have a business. Yes. So that's that's the one thing I would I would kind of be like for your health is if you intend to have business, have a business, then you need to spend time formalizing the structure. It's not just the vision of what you want it to look like. Roll maps, you know, maybe you one day will hire these, all these people and you're wearing all the hats now, but like, who's in your business? Is there a CMO and a COO and a CEO and a graphic artist and a this, put it on paper, even if you're all those hats. Yes. Knowing what your business is, is a thousand percent self-care. Okay, so Lisa, tell everybody where they can find you and all your great business tips. Thank you so much. So if you would like to directly find me, www.drlisahollandpt.com. Um, I'm in the process of, of opening up Mind Body Enterprises already uh, as a second outlet for some services to support launching into entrepreneurship so that you could literally take the load of, of being creative during that process off of your shoulders and focus on, you know, what, what pays you the most. But as for now, Dr. Lisa um, is the best place to find me. And then my, my handles are at Dr. Lisa Holland with the DR Lisa Holland PT on Instagram and whatnot um, to kind of get in my vibe for things. Uh, I have the evolving human show, which are, Involving human conversations. And then if you are a woman listening to this and you like that whole goddess vibe, you know, um, empowerment type of conversation to the point of really taking and owning your own crap. Okay. Not just because I'm not going to bash how it's everybody else and not you too. Then owning her health podcast is a way we can kind of connect on that. And I'm always looking for guests. So if you are an emerging leader in these conversations, please do reach out. Well, thank you so much for coming today. This was a great conversation. I knew you were going to drop a whole bunch of smart gems. And guess what? You did. Thank you, Rebecca, for having (laughs) me. And thank you for starting this podcast. It's a necessary podcast. When I had you on uh, the show, the Evolving Human show, and I was kind of figuring out what what I wanted to make that, I had a series with the business conversations, and I, I found our conversation to be quite unique. So I'm glad you are taking that onto a regular conversation. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we'll chat soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you again, Lisa, for stopping by onto the podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation. Make sure you check out Lisa at drlisahollandpt.com for all sorts of smart business advice. She runs a Goddess Wisdom Mastermind for women who are ready to up-level their business profession. And I'm going to be honest with you, you should also check out her podcast, The Evolving Human Podcast, and not just because I was a guest on it. She has a lot of great women on there. And a thing that she just started this week 
that I see her doing is adding panels of conversations, which is my favorite thing to listen to. So thanks so much, Lisa, for joining me. And I'll see you all next week.